Now then, welcome. Thank you for downloading or streaming this podcast. Please be advised: this podcast contains strong language, banter of a sexual or racial nature that some viewers may find offensive. If you are easily offended, please do not listen to this podcast. Spank your. One of the reasons why I do this podcast is because a I don't get out the house much, and b it builds my self confidence. So every time you guys send a donation or an affiliate or, or buy something via the affiliate link, as cheesy as it sounds, you really are making my days that bit brighter. To see how you can help the show, simply check the show's show notes. Oh god, that scared me. Hey guys, um, welcome, welcome to um, wow, this is the five-year anniversary. Well, it was started to be recorded on the five-year anniversary um, of the um, A Hunger Within. Now, I've been saying this wrong for the past couple of weeks. It's actually pronounced A Hunger Within, not The Hunger Within. Um, I wouldn't like it. And I'm back. Sorry, um, my thing decided to fuck up um and i've completely lost my trailer for um i'm still still having problems with the computer um you know what i really need to fix the computer thing in terms of the freezing thing because it's really distracting it's off-putting and it completely puts me off my game um so let's get into the meat of the of the conversation, which um, this is the uh, pre-ultimate uh, episode of uh, Five Years Hungry um, kind of podcast episodes that I've been doing. And um, the, uh, to, to open the show out was actually the, um, the opening, um, the intro, if you will, to the show. Um, by the time this is being up, uh, being uploaded to all the Shinette, all the um, the podcast places you can usually uh, check this out on, um, uh, a hunger within will be able to to view. Um, so I'll be, I'll be, I'm very nervous about that. I'll, I'll put a link in the description if I fucking remember. Um, I really need to. Another thing I should do is um, write down. Um, Every time I say I'm going to put something in the description, in fact, that's what I'm going to do now. Um, but uh, another thing is, um, um, so yeah, sorry, sorry, that was um, the, the, uh, the uh, opening track to um, Bionic, Bionic uh, Commando Rearmed, which was a uh, 2009 game, I believe. Um, and that, for me, has one of the best video game soundtracks in the modern era um for me personally but that's just me 
Um, I wanted this episode to be uh, to talk about the soundtrack to the actual um, uh, to the uh, the show itself. Um, there's a there's a lot of mise en scène um, uh, in the soundtrack. Um, no, actually, there isn't. Actually, I'm lying. Um, it's more of a case of and uh, there's a lot of wink winks and nudges to uh, the films that inspired me then. Um, in the soundtrack, um, and there's a and uh, with a uh, with a general running theme of revenge. Um, so I'm gonna get my shit together, and I think the first thing I'm gonna do is uh, tell you guys. Um, well, um, link a piece of put a piece of music in uh, from the from the soundtrack. Uh, the first piece of music that I wanna put in is a waltz uh, for, from jo, uh, um, Johann Strauss. Uh, this is the, I believe um, it's known as the, I think it's an open, it's the 20, uh, the tw- uh, 228th. Uh, so yeah, this is a uh, Joseph Straff, uh, Strauss. So there you go guys. Oh, it's so big and loud and cheery, isn't it? Okay, so that was uh, Josanne Strauss, um, the uh, 228th, um, I think it's a symphony, I'm not 100% sure, um, and, but, I, but I know it's a waltz. Uh, I feel that there's a lot of uh, music that's, um, that's influenced by waltzes. Uh, you look at um, the lot, a lot of the um, the trailer music uh, that's uh, around nowadays. I feel there's always that but that two, three, four, five, six. Um, I'm, I was trying to do the timing, but I'm far too erratic for that. Um, so some of you may or may not know that um, um, I believe uh, that piece is also in a Clockwork Orange. Don't quote me. Um, but it definitely is in Battle Royale, which um, I've talked about on the show many a times. It is my favourite film of all time. It's actually saved my life. Um, and the reason why I say it saved my life is because um, first time I saw it was in college, um, and I just became utterly, up, utterly obsessed with it. When I look back, I think that was one of the moments. Um, uh, that was one of the 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 the, the lifelong uh, hyper focused things um, that I remember from my my teen years. Um, 
I mean, right now I'm, I'm holding up both of the uh, limited edition uh, DVD collections uh, that I have for it. Um, but I, I won't stop there. Hopefully, I hope one day to collect the uh, Blu-ray DVDs. Uh, so the, the Blu-ray uh, special and limited editions and hopefully um, anything um, Battle Royale related. Um, it's always on my phones. It's uh, the, the logo. Um, I wear a bunch of, bunch of clothes with the logo on it. I'm just utterly, utterly obsessed with it. Um, and for me, um, it was a very, it was a very brave story to tell. Um, and I won't forget the uh, the opening of the second film, um, which uh, had the explosion of two towers. Now this was around about the time that we had 9/11, so um, I think from an artistic point of view, um, it was an ex uh, both of those projects are extremely brave projects to do. Uh, you look at um, the context of Battle Royale, which is uh, 39. Um, school kids um, on an island murdering each other until there's one left. Um, see, that's what a lot of people will tell you, but what people don't realise is that there's so many backstories in that. Uh, the, uh, the story of that adults are actually have put these children on this island in order to protect themselves, in order to warn off um, younger generations to, you know, behave and stop acting like twats. Um, but within, the, you know, um, it's... I mean, you'd be forgiven for thinking that the, the grown-ups, inverted brackets, are the bad guys. Whereas, it's one of those films that doesn't have a clear good guy, bad guy. I mean, if you look at the film, like, with a fine-tooth comb, each one of these characters has their faults, and each one of these characters has uh, their weaknesses, if you will. The reason why they're doing what they're doing Um you may have seen on Twitter this evening, or any time on Twitter, uh, I mentioned um, Game of Thrones. And the reason why that works as a piece for me is that, you know, we have things like the, uh, the Red Wedding and uh, the Boltons and um, the Lannisters. The fucking Lannisters, guys. Wasn't it about two, three seasons ago, everybody hated the Lannisters? And now all of a sudden, you know what? Jamie's cool. Jamie's cool. We're still yet to see um, the redeeming side of um, uh, uh, oh, I've forgotten how to pronounce her name again. Um, I, in fact, you could argue that um, her motherly instincts are a good side. Um, but there's there's so many characters that have multiple uh, sides, which are really interesting. And for me, that's the most that's the best way of, of creating a um, creating a piece, having these 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 multi multi side characters rather than just good guys and bad guys. I mean, even to even to an extent, if you if if you want to go deeper into that kind of thinking, slasher films, the the the, the serial murderers, most a high majority of those murderers. Um, have come from a terrible upbringing. You think of uh, Jacob Goodnight from the um, See No Evil films, how his mother um, uh, assaulted him over the uh, over a large period of his of his life. Um, Jason from uh, Friday the Thirteenth, 
Um, I think he had a, a, a similar kind of thing. His mother bullying him and all kinds of stuff. Don't get me wrong. What they do is fucking bad. But there's, there has, in order for, for me, in order to, to get, turn me on and get my interest, there has to be a ying to a character's yang. And uh, for me, that's why uh, Battle Royale was so important to, to me at that time. I felt that before then, I kind of saw good guys and bad guys. I never really saw them as anything else. And then when I started to get hyper-focused about it, I started to do research and I started to look at the island. And I started to look at the the, uh, the politics of of the game itself. And over a period of time, a large period of my life, um, I began to think, yeah, this is this is great writing. Uh, the second one, not so much, but um, there's some great there's some great directional uh, pieces in there. Um, so for me, um, the link between Battle Royale and A Hunger Within had to be something that was that was ongoing and quite hidden because if you think about it the, uh, the stranger is is a young woman who is between the ages of 18 and no older than 21 and the um uh, the businesswoman i've forgotten what the um i don't think we we know any of any of the characters names um i believe she's called the uh, the businesswoman um, she's round about, I'd say she's a bit older, so about 23, 25. There had to be this, this, this running kind of theme of, uh, coming of age and, um, conflict within this, this, this age thing. And I, th- and I think, I mean, hopefully you guys will see what I'm talking about, but it it it, get, it, it does get a, a little blurred. Okay, so another running theme in my pieces is um, strong, sexy women. Um, now I'm going to remove the word sexy um, because I feel that I, uh, uh, one of the reasons why my work is so female orientated is because a lot of my work is uh, is based on my mother um my mum is i've said this for years and i think that's the reason why she's always um she's kind of she's present on the show in quite a few episodes um particularly whenever we fall out <clears throat> uh also she was the um she was the reason uh, well no she wasn't the reason but um how do i put this I wouldn't have, well, I think the safest way of saying it is I wouldn't have had my trigger if she didn't shout at me. That might be the safest way of saying it. Um, but she she certainly is her, she's her own woman and uh, she spent a high majority of her life um, uh, parenting me. Um, and that's not to say that I dislike my father or, or anything like that. You know, my, my dad is a huge part of my life. Um, uh, my bio dad uh, and uh, the two stepdads that I have, well, that I had, uh, one of them sadly passed away uh, for years ago, I believe. Um, but yeah, I, I um, in, a, in a weird kind of way, I always 
um, I will always favour the female strong, the, the the strong female protagonist over a male one. Uh, I think there's a couple of um, uh, pieces in my playbook where there are male characters, um, but obviously I'm not talking about them. Um, so there's. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, no, the, I think what we're going to hear next is the only uh, piece uh, from a, 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 a female artist, or in this case, female artists. And it's from a Korean pop band called um, Girls, Girls' Generation. And I have been a fan since I heard this. This was, for me, this was the first song I, I heard um, that they did. Um, they had a couple of um, tracks before, but I don't know how uh, the Korean pop... Um, market works because I um, I thought they would have an album but I think they have multiple EPs that's how it works over there I, I'm not sure um, but anyway uh, yeah this is um, Run Devil Run originally written actually I believe it was either originally written for or originally written by um, uh, I think I think how you pronounce it is Keisha um, K-E-I-S-H-A um, either she wrote it or something. Anyway, anyway, here it is. This is um, um, Girls' Generation and Run Devil Run. Tukbaru he, na chong my bad boy. Sarang bodan, hoki shimpun. Kutungan nan, na te me kapag. So kasanam. Anyway, that's one of my favourite um, girl bands of all time now. They're, they're up there with the Spice Girls, um, Girls Aloud, not so much Saturdays. Just saying. Anyway, that was girl, oh, Girls Aloud. That was uh, Girls Generation, a Korean uh, pop band sensation, if you will. God, I feel like Michael uh, um, Jonathan King. <gasps> no, I do not feel like Jonathan King. I do not feel like Jonathan King. Nope, 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 nope. If you don't know who I who that is, Google him. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Anyway, um, so yeah, other than that, um, so that's my strong female um, uh, 
um, females covered. Another thing uh, that kind of struck me about the song um, and whether it linked to the soundtrack was um, um, if there was some kind of uh, thing that linked it to the actual text itself. Uh, and I actually researched, I actually looked at the um, the lyrics and it, pretty much so. It, it it's, um, it's In English, it's, usually, it's the same old story, whereas, um, you know, boy meets girl, and boy kind of fucks her off after a bit and she gets mad angry and she just turns into this uh, bunny boy no she's not bunny boiler but she's she's quite pissed off uh, for example um in english there's a bit about um so watch your back because i'm gonna steal your car um there's another bit in here about a gun um there's gonna be hell to pay now you're living with vampires, you better get yourself a gun. Uh, I'll make you sing like a, a boy, a boy choir. I'll string you, I'll string you up to have some fun. See the whole str- you had me, uh, you had me scared until the string you up thing. See, I, I wouldn't mind being strung up, but that's another story. Um, so yeah, no, um, so that's revenge and uh, strong females linked. Um, I want to I want to quickly give you guys uh, one more piece um, in terms of the whole revenge thing. The next track is called um, da, 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 if I can find it because I'm stupid and I didn't um, and I don't really prepare for these kind of things because I'm an idiot. Um, there it is. Um, it's called Kung Fu, and it's by a band called Shaolin Style. Oh no, apologies, apologies. It's not called Kung Fu. It's called um, it's called Shaolin Style, and this is the um, the neo. Oh fuck! I've just pressed something by accident. This is the neo remix of that track. And who are you? Tell me what your name is. Shaolin style, um, the Neo remix, and I've suddenly forgotten the fucking name. Uh, Bar Nine, that was it. I don't think I said that before. Um, so 
another thing um, it kind of feels like I'm crossing off uh, things crossing off links uh, lists and I don't mean to but um, this is the um, it's almost like the Quentin Tarantino box with this one um, but then um, there's a bit of Wu-Tang and um, uh, Jackie Chang uh, mixed in what I was trying to do I, t I, I told you guys a couple of weeks ago man this 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 project was far too ambitious for the uh, the 10 20 minute spot that it was meant to have um it almost feels like a fucking universe within itself um so i i've, I've been teasing for a while now maybe i'll co go back to it and it's kind of nice to kind of look back at it and see that there is enough meat on it to certainly think about um doing something in the future um but yeah, no. That, um, listening to that now, it, it just sounds so basementy, but in a good kind of way. You know, all the production value has isn't there, and it's just raw beat. And back in the day, that was brilliant. Um, obviously, there was money in the track, but there wasn't like the fucking ridiculous amount of money that there is in dubstep now. And I think that's the main thing that people dislike about the, the the genre now um everything sounds too polished everything sounds too you know wanting to make you dance whereas back in the day you know that would come um that uh, that bar track about nine track would come on and yeah people would go mental but there's still that kind of like one two three four one two three four kind of thing going on in uh, i mean you could do one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two. you know, you could do that, but there are, there are different ways to listen to that rather than just one. And if you listen to the drums in that track as well, they, they don't go too fucking mental. It goes, it goes on a very sort of normal kind of journey rather than just fucking mental kind of drumming as it were. Um... I mean, there's a couple of other things that uh, that are great on the soundtrack. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to do because I've got three tracks lined up, and I, I want to keep this relatively. Uh, I want to keep this a relatively um, small episode. Uh, you guys already heard like a ridiculous, like an hour of Fox Spots, and uh, there's only so much I can say about each track. Um, but I tell you what, I will talk about this next track a bit. Um, this is actually um, this is actually made by a, a Manchester producer who I collaborated with at the time. Uh, he now works for uh, Dirty Robots. Um, I believe he's he's going under the name of Wisdom. Um, but when I met him, I think he was going under the name of uh, Wiz Kid. Um, but um, I know him as Ravel. And um, he just puts on—he just puts up some fucking marvelous tracks. Uh, so this is the track that he did uh, for the soundtrack. Um, I can't remember what I've got it under. It says Asian Free, but um, I think I gave it a, 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 another um, title. I think it was called uh, "The Stranger's Journey." So for argument's sake, let's just call it this. This is uh, Wisdom, and this is "The Stranger's Journey."
that's actually the first time I've heard that it, um, well, in five years. In fact, I used to have it on my MP3 player um, for several months after after the piece. Um, I actually had it on my computer as well when I moved to Worksup. And uh, there was a couple of, I think he did either two or three tracks for me. And... Um, that just suited the, the soundtrack perfectly. There was another track that he did, and um, I actually made up my own rap for it. Um, but I, I I have actually lost the track. I think the reason I think uh, it got lost during the whole works up moving shenanigans. Which, to be honest with you, I I, I, I feel my eyes welling up just fucking thinking about it. So I don't want to talk about uh, works up in 2011. In fact, I don't even want to talk about 2012. The works up. Uh, uh, 2011 to two, 2012 thing. Um, in fact, the whole of 2012 can go to hell. Um, but um, yeah, that was uh, great stuff. I I could I could actually just like mellow out and do nothing and just watch the sunset on that track. Wonderful stuff. Um, I sound like such a DJ. Um, I I I mean, listening to it now, um, I asked him. Um, to have um, to, for it to be very um, east um, northern uh, a, um, very Asian based and at the time at the time all I could hear was I think it was uh, I think it was more Western uh, Western Asia um, more like Pakistan kind of thing but when I think but the more I think about it I can certainly hear some um, some Chinese flutes and um, I mean I, the, the thing is about um, Pakistani, Bangladesh, uh, Japanese drums, they're very similar in terms of patterns, in my ear anyway. Um, so I, I, um, you can forgive me for thinking that, oh, it's, it's, it, was, um, it was that kind of group, but it's, uh, but it's actually a very well done um, Eastern piece. Guys, I'm going to call it uh, because... I'm very concerned that the microwave is going um, can be heard in the background. It's half past two in the morning. Um, this will conclude all of the stuff that I'm doing for um, uh, Five Years Hungry for now. Um, Friday, um, I wanna I wanna go over the the the, uh, the film itself, the piece itself, um, either via here. Or what I might do is I might um, upload a, a director's commentary and uh, and have this podcast as the the companion to that. So um, if there's bits that I want to talk about a bit in a bit with a bit more meat, um, I'll use the podcast to to talk about it instead. Um, Fox spots, Fox spots. What's happening on Fox spots? This Fox spots this week. There is no big pay per view. Oh, I tell a lie. TNA had uh, Hardcore Justice, um, so we'll have a little bit of a chat about that. What I'll do, I'll re- I'll review the tapes again. Um, and I'm missing something. I'm always fucking missing something. The reason why I'm recording this at half, um, quarter to three um, 
instead of earliest because I'm so pissed off with myself. I'm so angry with myself. Um, it was a m another bad day. I woke up about six in the afternoon, evening. The day had gone, um, but I couldn't. I couldn't physically move out of bed. Um, Oh God, so fucking frustrating and I'm yawning now. I don't know why. I'm just, it's just got to a point where I'm just really frustrated with everything that I'm doing right now. Um, so not only are these podcasts like quite therapeutic, it's also the kick up, my, kick up the arse that I need. Um, next couple of weeks, um, I'm talking um, with a couple of old colleagues Um Dean Fagan, um, which uh, you guys know as Luke something from Coronation Street. Apologies, I don't like soaps. I mean, I don't watch soaps. Oh, fuck it. I don't like soaps. I've said this on the show anyway, so fuck it. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a big secret. But yeah, um, I've known him for over seven years now. Um, He's one of these people, like I, like I said with Donnell, who I just instantly connect with in terms of rehearsals and creating pieces. Um, so we'll be hopefully we'll be talking to him about the transition um, between um, acting for TV and um, he's actually a director of his own uh, theatre group. Um, so I, I want to pose a couple of questions to him. Um, for you guys, hopefully it'll be educational. Uh, hopefully we'll get his missus on, um, which is uh, Miss uh, Louise Pridding, who is a um, I think she um, she's an actress, but she also does a great lot of modelling as well. She's fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, what else I was gonna say? Oh yeah, she um, also is a. Um, a, a um, uh, someone who supports uh, mental health beliefs. So um, we'll certainly be, uh, hopefully we'll be talking a bit more about that. Lemzy is my cousin. Um, I've said for fucking months now he's coming on. And I swear to God, he will be on the show. I promise you, he will be on the show. I just need to get my shit together. Instead of waking up at six o'clock in the fucking afternoon. Ah! And breathe. I'm uh, missing someone. Anyway, I've just got a load of guests and um, hopefully an angle to hit the, the show at. Um, uh, previously, the show has, has been a bit directionless. Um, that's my fault. Um, as I was just trying to find my feet. Um, now, I want to use the podcast to educate. I want to use the uh, podcast to to elevate uh, people that I like, people who I have chemistry with uh, for them and their work and hopefully get back in the flow um, and start creating my own pieces. And, um, oh, Amanda Palmer. I want to try to get Amanda Palmer on the show. That will probably be my most ambitious thing. Um, I, I said on Twitter, I can't even fucking leave the house to vote, so... Meeting Amanda Palmer might be a case of Evan biting off more than he can chew again, um, but we'll see. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna end the show with um, uh, an artist who I wanted to um, who just has this. I don't know. There's there's 
if this was a film I would put this on the end of the film um, it's just an absolutely galloping track I believe you pronounce his name as um, Mikozi Mikozi no let me see if I can uh, get his uh, get his information up in terms of how to pronounce the name or have this name in front of me I can not because for some reason it won't bring up the nigger's name great oh wait wait what if I do this what if I wait hang on a second okay so um, it's pronounced Miyavi 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 Okay, got it. So I'm going to um, end the show with Mia V, Mia V, and Survive. Um, again, it's uh, like I said before, this song just fucking gallops at a tremendous pace. Mia um, V. Oh, fucking. Um, I'm just trying to find the lyrics to it because there was something. Um, oh, um. Yeah, something about fuck, but apparently, apparently, these, no way are these the lyrics, they're too fucking crazy. No, apparently, the, one of the first things that come up with uh, Mayavi's uh, Survive lyrics in English is, Never piss me off or I will bite you. Who the fuck is this saying I've already lost my fangs? For the sake of what I must protect, I can get out, I can get back to zero. Again and again, like the wolf, you can't keep me down. I'm starving. I'm starving. Still starving. Um. Yeah, at the time, I was trying to research it in English, and I couldn't find the lyrics. And now that I've kind of seen these lyrics, it is batshit crazy. But maybe, maybe this, maybe that's just. Maybe it's fitting to me, but um, the fact that it was called Survive, um, I felt that it was, um, I think, I thought that was, it was fitting that it was a, uh, that uh, Mayavi is a Japanese artist, and furthermore, um, Survival at the time was what most of the characters were doing um, in the piece. Um you know, for one reason or another, um, the lack of money coming in because of the destruction of the Manchester City. By the way, um, uh, the place in Manchester is an anagram of... Oh, shit. I've suddenly forgotten what it's called. It's um, it's the main it's the main town from Final Fight. And I'm going to have to fucking have a look at that. Uh, Final Fight Town. Um... Detroit? No, it's not Detroit City. I, I really can't remember what it's called. But yeah, it's an anagram of um, of uh, the um, of where Final Fight is based. So I'm gonna shut up, and I'm gonna because uh, I've been queuing this shit up for too long now. Um, Metro City. There you go. It's an anagram of Metro City. Shut up, Evan. Guys, I will see you on Friday, um, hope, um, Friday, Thursday, or sometime towards the end of the week. Here is Mia, Miavi. There you go. Up the IR shit.
This is... We are one!